to the Silly Goose Cinemas Podcast. I'm your co-host, Blake Pedraghi. And I am your co-host, Amber Richard. Today, we will be diving deep in this psychological thriller called The Perfection, directed by Richard Shepard, written by Richard Shepard, Eric Carmelo, Nicole Snyder, produced by Bill Block, Stacey Reese, and Richard Shepard. Uh, it stars Allison Williams of Girls fame. Uh, she was also in Get Out. All of her recent movies have been kind of horror, so that's pretty cool. She hasn't done a ton of movies. She's mostly done TV, but recently she's done a lot of movies. It also stars Logan Browning. Uh, she hasn't done a ton. It looks like she was in a Bratz movie in 2007, and then a show on Netflix that was on for like three years called Dear White People. Everything else looks like it was kind of like B-list movies. This is... This movie, I guess it's considered indie, although it looks like it had a pretty big budget. Uh, it came out... It premiered at Fantastic Fest in 2018, but was not released to the public until uh, 2019. And it won some awards. It won three awards. It won the Online Film Society Award. Uh, it won Best non-theatrical release uh it won best streaming premiere film and it won best editing it was edited very well i did think that so the movie starts with no noise and we just see this older white deadish looking lady in her bed staring back at us without blinking it then cuts to like a few solid pictures of a god on a cross and some pills uh, some picture frames of a younger, dark-haired girl. Yeah, so there are glimpses of this. Um, oh, it's Allison Williams' character. Um, that shows her at different ages. Uh, she's I, she's around 30-something, so I'm just going to assume that's where the character is. But then there's glimpses of her as like a teenager, sitting in a chair looking at, um, we later find out it's her mom that's sick. Uh, and you just kind of understand, like, oh, she's taking care of her dying mom. They never really say what she died with. They say she had a stroke at some point. Um, but you just kind of infer that she's the one taking care of her. And there are glimpses of her in a bathtub cutting her wrist. And then uh, quick. these are all quick flashes. And then it shows, like, her in some kind of uh, uh, institution, uh, like a, a sane asylum uh, getting your head shaved and uh, shock therapy applied, but these are all like super quick flashes, uh, and then it cuts to her. It doesn't cut to her; it's just all audio of her rehearsing for a call. And then it cuts to these women talking about the dark-haired girl right in front of her, 
and how she sacrificed so many years to take care of her mother, and then they start questioning if the girl will go back and whether she'll perform again since it has been such a long time. Again, we really don't know what they're talking about. So it cuts to a scene in a stairwell, and... All right, so you see uh, this African-American child walk past the dark-haired girl, and she's younger than her, and it's laid out in a way that the focus is more on the dark-haired girl than the African-American girl, but that all comes around at another time. But there's definitely uh, an emphasis on this moment. We then get brought back to the dark-haired girl sitting across from the older white lady. While it flips back and forth, we see the girl age each time. The screen finally shows the, the name of the movie, The Perfection, with some cello in the background. The screen goes black and you only see a number one. Mission. So they cut to a plane landing on the tarmac, and uh, you hear uh, Allison Williams' character, the dark-haired girl, and it's Allison Williams at this point. She's older. She's probably around 30-something, uh, rehearsing for a phone call. She's repeated. She's saying the same line over and over again, but saying it different ways. Anton Paloma. This is Charlotte Wilmore. In a very sincere voice. Yeah, and now we know her name is Charlotte Wilmore, and... She's saying it different each time, trying to figure out how to say it. And then you hear the phone dial, and she leaves a message. But it sounds very robotic to me. Charlotte's voicemail plays in the background. Anton, Paloma, this is Charlotte Wilmore. I'm not sure of where you are in the world, scouting young cellist somewhere. I know it has been forever, but my mother finally passed away, and I'm not needed here anymore. So if it's okay, I'd like to come join you. We then cut to Shanghai with the city in the background. Charlotte is walking in Shanghai listening to music when she notices a sign of a young African-American woman named Elizabeth Wells at the top of the poster, who's dressed really fancy with a small music note tattoo on her right shoulder that she is looking over with a cello on a tall building and charlotte just looks like stunned like her mouth wasn't open but it should have been yeah she's very fixated on her and then it cuts to charlotte in asian attire walking into an event and she is greeted by name she hugs anton and palomo it then cuts to anton giving a speech to a crowd of people explaining how his private music facility was founded by his grandfather in 1927 and he is offering a four-year live-in scholarship. So he's talking about his very prestigious uh, private uh, school. It's called the Back Off Institute. Uh, it's said it was founded by his grandfather in 1927. In Boston, Massachusetts. That's right. It is in Boston. I forgot about that. And um, he says that this Elizabeth Wells is his uh, favorite student and protege. And protege, and like she will be a final judge. Yeah, yeah. So you, so they're judging on to see who's going to be this next um, student that's going to actually live in the institute. They say they who's going to win the scholarship. To yes, the to win the scholarship to live in the institute. Uh, And they say that there are, it's like an actual school during the day, but only a few select students uh, get to actually live there. 
in the facility. So Elizabeth Wells is going to be a judge, and then he announces that Charlotte, since she's here, will also be a judge. And everybody already knows who Charlotte is because she was his prize protege before. We then see Paloma call Charlotte over to see these two guys from the academy to re-greet, re-meet, you know, which she is then pulled by Anton to meet Elizabeth personally. Yeah, and it's at this point where they meet, and there's... They're, like, going crazy. Yeah, they're both starstruck at each other. Like, oh, no, I love you. No, I love you. No, I love you. Yeah. And so Charlotte, played by Allison Williams, is very starstruck. I mean, they're both starstruck of each other, but obviously her career did not go where she thought it would be, and... And Lizzie is very successful. She's famous. She mentions, like, she's listened to a lot of her stuff and mentions, like, she looks very good in a magazine. And then we cut to see and hear these three young Asian girls. They're playing the cello while both Lizzie and Charlotte are judging. While they're judging, they start gossiping about the girls' parents. Yeah. Plural. (laughs) Yeah, so... There's off to the side the parents of the three uh, Chinese celloists that are auditioning. Um, there's uh, like these two two parents of uh, of different kids are apparently having an affair, and Lizzie picked up on this like a few days ago, and she's telling Charlotte about that, and she um, points out that you can see like they're obviously. They start touching hands. Yeah, touching, they start touching hands. Touching body parts they're, right they're, in front of everybody. Yeah, they're, they're obviously... But secret still. I don't yeah, know. it's <laughs> very... It's, I know, sometimes you want to be... <laughs> sometimes you want to get caught. Her husband was right there. <laughs> sometimes you want to you know, be dirty and get caught. No. All right? <laughs> but then Lizzie whispers into... All right, so while they're noticing this um, affair happening... Uh, they're, they're giggling. It's kind of, it's kind of flirty. So you're picking up on some, uh, romantic, uh, interest pretty early on, but this is... It's mostly coming from Lizzie. Yeah, yeah. Lizzie's being real aggressive. (laughs) Real Like, just throwing it out there. And it's at this point where she whispers into Charlotte's ear, that makes me wet. And then, and then that's when you're like, oh, this is... This is getting intense. So during this time, you never really know what the movie's about. You, th- you obviously know it's a thriller, but like at different parts, you think it's about different things. So at this point, you're thinking, "Oh, is this going to be like a, like some kind of romance?" Like at this point, I was thinking it was going to be like Black Swan, <laughs> but it, it it didn't turn out to be. But that's where I was going. With, oh, it's going to be like a psychological relationship, like. Somewhat abusive, somewhat not. But it turned out not to be. So after the performance, Lizzie and Charlotte, they reestablish that they had met before on the staircase when one was leaving and the other was just starting. Yeah, and that's that part of the beginning where you see where we didn't know their characters' names yet. But so Charlotte was leaving because of her mom had a stroke. And um, Lizzie Lizzie was just getting there and starting her... uh, not apprenticeship, but her scholarship. So basically, she was like her replacement. They start to get into how Charlotte is now able to play for herself and how she loves it now, since there's no pressure with Anton and his practices. 
Charlotte asks Lizzie if she ever thought about leaving the academy. Lizzie establishes, like, a no. Her, it's her family, and she never could, and that the work is special, and it's expected of us. Yeah, and when she says it's not, or it's expected of us, the way she says I don't miss hearing that is very, like, she kind of winces, and uh, Lizzie is very, I guess, proud to be part of that alma mater. And then we come Big to find word, out. Big word, alma mater. What? Big word, alma mater. I said alma mater. Oh, my God. And then we come to find out that Lizzie is planning a vacation starting the next day for, like, two weeks. Um, but Lizzie starts to drink because, you know, she's going on vacation and she's not allowed to drink more than one drink at a time. So she's getting drunk. Yeah, she's really excited about cutting loose. Like, this vacation she has planned is it's, it's kind of like a love-eat-pray kind of thing for her. Like, it's very rough, like. So this is going out to nowhere. Yeah, this this institute <laughs> is very like prestigious, like a lot of suits and ties, a lot of proper etiquette. It's, she's a cellist, so they playing a lot of classical music, and she's just looking forward to, like she says, nothing first class. So so like she's getting like a real shitty, like the equivalent of a Greyhound bus. Maybe worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. It, it looks like a school bus, but like that went through Vietnam. It's it's looking real rough, but she's real excited about this uh, idea of cutting loose and just seeing the world and not doing it through a place of privilege. Yeah, and then they mention that there is something going on in the south of China. And Lizzie's like, what? What's going on down there? Yeah, and so apparently they're having some kind of viral... Fever. Yeah, uh, she she says the name of it. I forget exactly what it was. Uh, but, like, he starts bleeding from the nose, uh, and then he vomits, like, this yellow, thick vomit. Uh, and then Lizzie s- says, oh, the south of uh, China, we were just in that part. Near the Hunan. They said that it was near the Hunan border, and it's passed in the air, like, real contagious stuff. Yeah, and she's like, we were just there aud- auditioning other girls. And, and Charlotte's like, no, no, you don't have it. Yeah, it'll, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. But they were talking about how, like, you know, the remote places that, you know, Antoine likes to. Yeah, he likes to <laughs> plug them from real remote places. Also, Cambodia. all these, all these, all these people that are looking for are girls. Hmm? You didn't notice that at the beginning? They showed, they pan past like all the past students. Oh, yeah, like, they're all girls. Yeah, yeah, they're all girls. There's no yeah, guys there's in no this guys. school except for the a- Antoine and the other. Yeah. Lizzie asks Charlotte if she will go dancing with her later, and Charlotte's like, yeah, some course, you know, you've been so flirty. And then Antoine pulls Lizzie away and asks her to play a song, and Lizzie's like, uh, no, only if Charlotte is like a second cello, duh. And Charlotte's a little scared to do it, because you know, she's like an amateur now. She hasn't played in like forever. Yeah, yeah, and she's like actually scared. It's it's, you can see it in her face. We then see and hear them start playing together, and the scene continues to bounce super fast, um, back and forth from the, them two arriving to a hotel room, to them dancing, uh, back to them playing, uh, some sexual activity, um, back to them playing, some more dancing. The song, when it comes to an end... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as the... First of all, I, as a musician, it the... Uh, uh, the part, the scenes where they're playing cello look really good. It's sometimes annoying when 
Like, movies are about musicians, and, like, you can clearly tell, like, that's not where your hands would be. Like, I, I don't I don't think they actually were the ones playing. That I guess they could have been, but their fingers were in the right places. Like, when the, when they're hitting high notes, they're they're on the high strings. When they're hitting the low notes. You're looking at all the different shit that I'm not yeah, well, shit. Yeah, it's really, it's, no, it's really annoying when you're watching a movie, and, like, they're playing guitar, and it's like, that's not what I you're doing. <laughs> movie. Although, I don't think they're playing. That was awfully good for... It was so good. Yeah, it was it was really good. I don't think they were playing, but they knew where to put their hands. Um, and during this thing, it cuts between you know, the dancing and the sex and and the uh, performance they're giving. And as yeah, 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 no, yeah, and as it ends, like I can see why they won an award for editing because this is, this was edited very well. As the song ends, all you hear is uh, um, Charlotte's character having an orgasm, and it's it's awesome. Like it was no well, the, or, I mean orgasms were awesome, but like the the editing of this was very awesome, and like it's totally silent. And all you hear is her moaning. It was edited very well. Um. So after all that, <laughs> Lizzie asks Charlotte if she's ever been with a woman before, and Charlotte's like, "Uh, no, I've never been with anyone because you know my mom was sick, and I was like a young kid, and I just now left. So you know she was a burden." And then Lizzie states she's traveling out west again tomorrow. You know, she already told her that earlier. But then she invites Charlotte to come with her. And they think that they would have fun together, you know? Yeah, yeah. So after they have sex, they're continuing the drink and kind of party. And they talk about how they are so different. But Charlotte points out how they are still very much the same. Yeah, you definitely get the sense that uh, Lizzie is very rebellious and... Like a like a like a fun like party woo girl, and Charlotte is very um, I I wouldn't say she's proper. She doesn't give that vibe, but like very, you know, like she she never left the house much. Is the vibe? Well, yeah, she's taking care of her mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of get that vibe. So Lizzie starts kissing down the back of Charlotte, uh, and she gets out of the bed and starts walking towards the bathroom, and then they pan uh. They pan out further, and you see that Charlotte has the same tattoo that Lizzie has. And then you can only assume that, oh, that has to do something with school. Uh, they both have an eighth note tattoo on their uh, back shoulder. Of course you know. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> called it, you called it a, a, a music note. Is it not a music note? It is, but like... Yeah, bit. <laughs> but there's... At this point, there's no staff line, so you don't know what note it is. I don't give two at this <laughs> At the current point, it's only a rhythm. So if you want to get technical, their tattoo says, duh. <laughs> yeah, it's a duh. <laughs> it's an eighth note. Uh, anyhow, and then we cut back to a black screen. Number two, a detour. We see them wake up. They're all hung over in the hotel. You know? Although it's it's very obviously that... Lizzie's very hungover. Yeah, Lizzie definitely drank more than and she And Charlotte seems, to me, she seems totally fine. Yeah, she seems fine. And Charlotte asked Lizzie if, you know, she'd like a ibuprofen. And Lizzie's like, oh, yes, please. And she's, like, getting ready for the day. Charlotte brings her an ibuprofen and says, the pharmacy's open. And gives Lizzie a few pills out of her bag. And Charlotte doesn't take any medication, so I really don't think she's that hungover. What she gives her to wash down the uh, the ibuprofen with is hotel mini bar, some Chinese vodka. It was called like Bull something, like Raging Bull, or I don't know, it, it was had had a bull on it, and she said it was vodka. It might not be a real brand, but 
so and uh, Lizzie goes, I don't think you can take those with alcohol. And then uh, Charlotte goes, no, we're on vacation. Let's party. And also, like, sometimes drinking a little bit after hangover helps. It usually helps. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to Lizzie buying them both uh, a bus ticket to head west. And Charlotte's like, I can never, I can never have done that. Bought those tickets so easily. And then Lily's like, first off, you just show a, a, a bus. Yeah, they're talking about how... Um, Charlotte does not speak Mandarin, but Lizzie seems to be a little fluent in Mandarin. Not a ton, but uh, Charlotte's like, oh, wow, you're so good. I could never have bought that thing from that um, from the uh, the person selling tickets. And then Lizzie's like, oh, you just show them a emoji with a bus and a ticket, um, and, and like a person. And then uh, Charlotte goes, oh, you're so smart. And Lizzie starts showing, you know, she's feeling... Stick still. Not necessarily. No, she felt hungover. Um, Charlotte asked, you know, we don't have to do this, but, like, do you want to? Like, we don't have to go. We can just stay here. And Liz is like, uh, no, I only have two weeks. I got to live it up, even if I feel like shit. And Charlotte, you know, she's like, do you want to get some food? Maybe that'll help you feel better. And I was like, okay. All right, so the next thing they cut to is they're at uh, some kind of restaurant. I don't speak Mandarin, so I can't. Yeah, yeah, they're at some kind of they're at some kind of like outdoor markets. Uh, I don't speak Mandarin, so I couldn't tell you what the uh, what the sign or anything is. And none of the uh, none of the um, Mandarin is uh, subtitled, so you you really don't know what uh, they're the saying. Food look. Some it the food did not look good. Like it didn't look very. I don't, I don't even know what that was. Yeah, it it did not look good. And there's a, it, it's like a wild market. Like there's guys cutting cutting chickens up and stuff. And uh, it it did not look. It looked like the complete opposite of the previous night where they're in like a ballroom. This looked very like down dirty with the peasants, kind of vibe, which is what uh, really Lizzie wild. wanted. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, Lizzie is kind of like picking at this gross food. It, it. She's not really eating it. I think she took a few bites, but she, she progressively is getting like worse feeling, um, as it goes. Which normally with hangovers, you get you get better as it goes. Uh, not always. I've had some pretty rough hangovers, but um. So Charlotte is standing. It's not really a doorway because it's not door market, but the entrance of this area. Where they're at, Charlotte is sitting there just kind of looking at her, smiling. And there is, um, right next to her is a guy uh, preparing, like, chickens. Cutting them chickens. Yeah, cutting up chickens and stuff. with all these tools on the side of him. Yeah, with, like, a big-ass cleaver. And he's got a bunch of stuff around him. A whole bunch. And then uh, they are waiting in line to get on this bus. And at this point, she's looking progressively worse. Like, she's, she's got a really bad headache and everything. And so Lizzie gets on the bus first, and Charlotte's behind her. And Charlotte's like, oh, my God, and brushes Lizzie's shoulder. Lizzie's like, what, what, what? And Charlotte's like, oh, it was just a bug. It was just a bug. And then Lizzie sits down and, like, downs a whole bottle of water. And she says she needs a whole another another pro- ibuprofen. Yeah. And yeah. she'll be better after she has a few more. Yeah, and after she... So Charlotte takes out the bottle of ibuprofen and dumps, just just dumps it in her hand and hands it to her, <laughs> and Lizzie just like very quickly just takes the whole handful. yeah it's a whole handful, 
And Charlotte's like, uh, no, not, not the whole handful. And I was like, uh, too bad. So after a while on the road, during the, the drive to go west, wherever they're going, it's a really long drive and it's really far out there, you know. They keep going further and further into the middle of nowhere. And during this time, Charlotte is sitting here making faces to this little girl playing with her and Lizzie is just sleeping with her head on the window looking like a disaster yeah she's like got her head like this it's basically a school bus it looks like a school bus um but it's a little different like it's it's like a it's some kind of Chinese vehicle like but the best I can describe it is is like an American school bus but after a while on the road Lizzie uh she like pops up she's like Char Char Charlotte I have, to, I have to use the bathroom. And she's, like, really not feeling good at this moment. And it gets real chaotic. Yeah, it gets really chaotic. <laughs> it's really funny. All right, so, yeah, she says, like, I got to go to the bathroom now. And she's, like, now violently shaking her. She's like, we got to, I got to get the fuck off this bus. <laughs> and um, so then Charlotte goes up to the driver and was like, hey, we, we got to stop the bus. But he's, he doesn't he speak does, in English. Does not, speak English. not at all. So he only speaks Mandarin. So she starts yelling at people on the bus. Yeah, and then they find one guy that speaks like rough English, like not that great, but he's able to tell the driver to stop. She pukes on the bus, and then he's like, "Bro, this is disgusting." And then he pulls out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He slams on the brake. Yeah, yeah, and that really gives like some urgency to this. And then, which. I find this scene hilarious. It was hilarious. It's not hilarious, but, but like it was, it's it was fucking hilarious. Because I've been there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's be honest. So, like, <laughs> at this point, um, Lizzie is saying, like, I'm going to shit myself. Like, so they're, they're, like, walking off. Like, they're trying to walk off the bus. You know, Charlotte, she's fine. She's walking off the bus. But then she like, turn around. Lizzie's, like, not Yeah, she it. can't move. Like, she's <laughs> clenching and, like, grabbing. And she's like, I can't move. And she, she literally said, says, like. If I move, I shit. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking. It's not funny because, like, she's definitely in peril. But, like, it's funny because. All you hear is, I can't hold it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's literally, like, screaming, I'm going to shit myself. It's, it's the best thing I've ever seen. So she finally gets off the bus. <laughs> yeah. And you literally hear yeah. her shit. Yeah, so it, it's not all one continuous scene. It cuts to her off the bus. And, like, and you hear and the shit, but you don't see anything on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a cut, and you just hear, like, <laughs> like, though, just the wettest shit ever. And, and then you, and then it cuts to her, um, squatting on the ground, like, just having violent diarrhea. And, like, she's wearing a dress, so, like, it's just, it's looking rough. This is also in front of the bus. So like everybody is just, everybody's just staring at her, and like the driver's all like pissed and shit, and he's like splashing water. He's yeah, he's yelling, he's yelling at her in Mandarin, and he's like splashing water on the bus where she shit. And well, we don't, we just assume she shit on the bus. Once Lizzie stops, <laughs> she assumes she shit. Yeah, yeah, we just assume she shit no. on the bus. Because he's splashing water and, like, cleaning no, all the vomit puked. and shit. Yeah. She starts yelling, you know. She also, likes... like, I, I will say, like, as somebody that's lactose intolerant, I've had some close calls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <I've>... 
And I love ice cream. <laughs> but Lizzie's like, this is not normal. And she starts puking out of her mouth. Yeah, and it's that same yellow puke that the guy had before that uh, they assume had that virus that was going on uh, in the South. Yeah. Um, you know, they get back on the bus and Lizzie, she's over here apologizing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to every single person. Yeah, yeah. She's she's walking down the aisle and apologizing to everybody, and they're all just looking at her like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> One lady even offers her a face mask, and Lizzie's like, "Really? I don't, I don't need that." And then the guy's like, "Uh, you need to take it so they feel safer, not because you don't want it." Yeah, and it's at this point where, like, at least for me, like what I mentioned earlier, you never really know what this movie's about. I thought like. Before I thought it was going to be like a kind of romantic thriller, like. Uh, now she's shitting on the side. Yeah, of yeah, the yeah. I thought it was going to be like a romantic thriller, like Black Swan or something. And now she's like shitting on the bus and is obviously sick with what you presume is the the shit going on in mm-hmm. the South. So then I thought like, oh no, this is going to be a thriller like Contagion. So the movie's constantly changing. You never really know what it's about. So then Charlotte, you know, they're on the bus, bus to go on. Charlotte starts asking that dude on the bus, you know, if there's a hospital on the way. And he's like, no, not anywhere near here. We're literally in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, maybe we can call someone. She looks at her phone. We don't see her phone, but she says there's no service. And Lizzie starts having another breakdown and going crazy, doing her little thing. And they start... Charlotte brings up the favorite composer, ABC game, you know. Yeah, she's trying to calm her down, and she's, like, playing the alphabet game, but with... To focus on the alphabet composer game instead of the pain. Yeah, and it starts with, uh, like, Adams, I think, and then it goes to Beethoven, and then Chopin... And they, and they only get to D before. They literally only get... Yeah, they only and get... And then Liz jumps up. <laughs> yeah, they only get to D, and I forget... Uh, it was it was some French composer. I forget what what composer, but they don't get far before shit starts happening again. Liz starts jumping up and she's like, "I'm gonna puke! I'm gonna puke!" And she's trying to open the bus window, you know, and they're like those old bus windows that are like, man, like little. Yeah, it's like the the bus windows and it, it's like a school bus, so it's like the ones you got to pinch. And she ends up puking on the window, and <laughs> Charlie is like, uh, "Is is is that is that bugs? Is are those bugs?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's maggots in her vomit. And, and it's that same kind of yellow vomit from before. The same kind. And Lizzie's like, um, excuse me. And she's she's literally going crazy at this point. Yeah, she starts having like a mental breakdown. She starts looking at her arms and she's like scratching at it, saying there's something inside of her. And she says, Yeah, there there were there were maggots in my puke. We didn't see the maggots. Whenever she did puke, but then whenever they yeah, it cuts to cut the, to the puke. We saw the maggots. Yeah, there's maggots like crawling in her puke. It was disgusting. Yeah, and then she starts like scratching her arm. They don't show anything in her arm, but she's she's saying there's something it was like, like little wobblies. Yeah, yeah, li- kind of like it's like it looks like from the mummy. If you ever saw the mummy, oh, yes, when that was nasty. Yeah, when they got those like bugs inside of them. Gross. And then, you know, the bus driver's yelling at everybody, and he's about to kick them off. And then Lizzie, you're going crazy still. Yeah, she it starts gets, smashing her head on the window. It gets very chaotic. She, everybody's <laughs> screaming. There's there's English screaming. There's Mandarin screaming. And the one guy that does speak English, he's, like, trying to translate to both. So he's literally screaming in <laughs> English and in uh, Mandarin. 
And yeah, so Lizzie starts like slamming her head against the window. And the, she ends up cracking it. Yeah, yeah, she ends up cracking it. So she slams it so hard. There's also some cool editing because it goes in and out of the chaos. It's It goes from like quiet to chaotic, quiet to chaotic. And then when she finally like slams her head against the window so hard it cracks, that's when the bus driver's like, all right, you got to get the yeah, fuck out of here. He, he literally drags her by her hair. Yeah, he dra- <laughs> drags her by her hair and like literally throws her off the bus. And they're, they're like in the middle of nowhere. Literally, on it, like the side of a cliff. Yeah, yeah, it looks like Portland. Or Seattle, like Pacific. I think it was. Perfi- I think it was filmed in the Pacific Northwest. I don't think they actually went to China, but it looks very foresty, mountainous. And the bus driver just throws all their shit off the bus. One of the ladies on the bus reaches through a window to hand them two bottles of water. And at this point, I think again, like, oh, this isn't like contagion. It's going to be like into the wild or. Brian's story, like, I, I, the entire time I was watching this, I constantly was like, "What the fuck is this movie about?" <laughs> and at this point, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like a survivalist movie." Like, a lot of those movies, <laughs> she's gonna shit her brains. Yeah, she's gonna shit her brains out. <laughs> and like a lot of those survivalist movies, like, there's always one sick person and one healthy person. So like, that's what <laughs> well, I thought. I don't want to th- eat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's gonna have to eat her. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was gonna be like a weird, like, survivalist movie, and that's what this movie was gonna be about. Um, they end up getting off the bus, you know, they're starting to walk. Um, before they got off the bus, the dude that spoke a little bit of English, he points them in the direction of where a small town should be at some point. You yeah, he's not it. very clear. He's like, there's maybe a doctor? <laughs> I, I guess, but uh, walk that way. And so they're they're walking that way, you know, and... <laughs> Lizzie just gets worse, you know. Lizzie is looking at her arms... Some more. There, there. You can physically see the little. What are? What was that movie called? The mummy bugs. Yeah, things. yeah. You can see like, like crawling. In her arm, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And then, how did she do it? She was like scratching at her arm, and then, and then, how did she? She puked. Yeah, she and puked, and inside her puke. Charlotte was like, "Oh my God, what is that?" Oh and yeah, you she saw the puke. Yeah, and then she you puked. see little spiders coming out of the puke. Yeah, it's like when you have. Have you guys ever busted a like a spider sack, That's like disgusting. like a thing of like spider eggs? Yeah. I worked at a camp; it happened yeah. a lot. But like. Yeah, so like whenever you bust a thing of spider eggs, they just go nuts. Like there's and like that's what happened. Yeah, there's like no spiders, and then there's a million. And so of spiders. course that freaked her out, and you know she's over here looking at her arm. She starts scratching her arm, and then these bugs like start popping out of her arm. Like, yeah, like the, like she's bleeding everywhere. It looks like like small cockroaches like literally eat out of her skin. Now they're like swarming on her arm. Yeah, yeah. She's like they're inside me. They're inside me. They're they're eating my arm. And Charlotte comes up, and she's like. You know what you have to do. Yeah. And out of nowhere, Charlotte <laughs> says, you know what you got to do, and pulls out a fucking cleaver, like a, like a just like a meat cleaver. The one back from uh, that place we saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One like the one where the guy... Was chopping those Yeah, chickens. chopping chickens in the market. And then Lizzie grabs it and runs over to, to like, a nearby rock and just chops fucking just off. chops her arm off. One chop. Whoop. And then... Uh, reverse, reverse. Yeah, yeah, and then back to the, the editing award that they they obviously got. Some of the awards they got, I don't think like best premiere. It was I don't 
But anyway, they definitely deserve the ed- the editing award because there's like this reverse editing where it literally goes through all the scenes. Yeah, yeah, you're literally seeing like the reverse of what just happened. And then at this point, I was confused again, like, oh, this isn't... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this isn't going to be like a survival movie. You see them walking backwards in reverse. It, they literally hit reverse on the on the editing thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah the, two minutes. Yeah, and then it cuts back to the hotel. The hotel. When and, they woke up. Yeah, yeah, when they woke up. And this is all from Charlotte's view now. Before, it was a little bit of uh, both their point of views, but now it's all Charlotte's point of view. And you see that whenever Charlotte offered um, ibuprofen, that it wasn't actually ibuprofen that she gave. It was a hallucinogenic that was prescribed to her mother. Yeah, I, I couldn't read exactly what drug it was, it but is. it was some kind of uh, hallucinogenic, and it says, warning, do not take with alcohol. And then you see it her. will cause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will cause severe hallucinations. And then you see her go to the mini bar and purposely grab the bottles of vodka. And at this point, you're like, "Oh, like Charlotte's the the bad guy in this thing." Like be- before that, you didn't really. You didn't. She's just some weird. Girl. Yeah, yeah. You didn't pick <laughs> up. You didn't pick up on that at all, which is no. why I was. Which is why up until this point, you're. You're confused of what the movie is about, yeah. but then you're like, oh, no, this is fucking crazy. And so when Lizzie is kind of in the entrance looking at, when Charlotte is in the entrance of the market looking at Lizzie kind of playing with her food because she's not feeling well, you see her look over to the uh, the guy cut, <laughs> cutting the chickens, yes. and you see on the wall behind him are a bunch of tools. There's like a... Yeah, so you see on the wall behind her, the guy that is c- cutting up the chickens, the, uh, the butcher, I guess, has a bunch of tools. There's different there's different knives, different cleavers. And you see her look at this one cleaver that you now recognize is the one that she pulled out of her bag. And she, she grabs it like very, very quickly and sneaky while the guy cutting up the chickens goes to grab more chickens to cut up. And then it cuts to um, them getting on the bus, and it's now from Charlotte's point of view. So you see her go to swipe the bug off <laughs> the back of Lizzie's and coat. She, smi- she smiles. There. Yeah, she's smiling and says, "Oh, it was a bug, but there was no bug. She just literally swiped her coat." She's just setting this shit up. Yeah, and then it cuts to them on the bus when she asks for more. So. Uh, we're now on the bus where she's asking for more uh, ibuprofen at this point. Quote, Yeah, yeah, quote ibuprofen, but it's this hallucinogenic. And remind you, she took the whole handful. Yeah, yeah, so so now what we're seeing is, so all this is not the same shot. They're different shots. Um, From different... From, from from different angles and views, and what we see now is when she dumps literally like almost the whole bottle in her hand, she doesn't like pull back when she says, "Oh no, don't take that many." She's like, "Oh no, don't take that many," and but is like leaves her hand. Yeah, just leaves her hand there and lets this girl just take them. Yeah, take just them. down all <laughs> these pills, and she has like a really like nefarious smile on her face. Yeah, so now the next thing we see is her vomiting on the window, and we and they show it. It's just yellow. There's no maggots. And she, so whenever Charlotte says, 
um, are are those bugs? Yeah, like oh my she's, god, those she's are bugs. Just saying it, and so obviously her medication that she had taken is making her hallucinate, thinking that there's bugs on her puke. Yeah, and then it cuts to them next to this lake where she eventually cuts off her arm, and she starts scratching, and Charlotte goes, "Oh my god, your arm!" And then the bugs start popping out. Yeah, yeah, but but from now we're seeing there are no bugs. It's just her scratching and holding her arm, and she throws up, and there's no spiders. It's just strictly mm-hmm. vomit. And then she says, "They're they're eating my arm," and then now we see her. It's shot from the back of Charlotte. We see her reach around her back to grab the cleaver out of her uh, like backpack and says, you know what you have to do, and then it shows her cutting off the arm, and then it cuts, and the uh, it's black again with uh, big bold letters uh, with a chapter that says home. So they're back in Boston, and they're at the Backoff Institute, uh, but neither of the girls are there. It's showing uh, Anton and um, his wife. So it shows Anton and Ploma um, taking the winner of the scholarship on a tour with her mother. And you actually walk past uh, portraits of both Lizzie and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte uh, obviously being the class before Lizzie. But you see them on the wall, and then you also see a bunch of other uh, alumni that uh, you, you don't really ever see, but they're all women. And, and only women. Yeah, and only women. And uh, you're walking. They walk into this room. It's a very fancy, fancy room. There's these really nice, tufted chairs, and they're velvety and blue. Yeah. And he, he asked the winner to sing a note. Um, Sure? To, to let <laughs> to let the mom hear it, and so she sings it, and it echoes, and it sounds great. And he's like, "Yeah, this is the only spot in the room that I can do this." And yeah, he says it, it was a church at some points. And it's the it's a very special room that if you get so good, you'll be performing in this room, but not until yeah, you, you get can't so can't good. perform in this room unless you're at like a certain level. Mm-hmm. And he also says. Um, like it's been this way since 1928, 27. Whenever the whenever his grandfather built the school, and that's how it looks. It's very like 1920s yeah. speakeasy kind of kind of look. Vibe. Uh, so then it cuts to uh, the Chinese girl saying goodbye to her mom, mm-hmm. um, because her mom's going back to China and she's going to stay there in Boston. So as she's saying goodbye to her mom, she's in a taxi, and her mom's obviously crying. Um, there's Anton yeah, Anton. So he already has one hand on her shoulder, which is normal, I guess, in that situation. But then he slowly adds his other hand on the other shoulder. Very creepily. Yeah, very creepily, and then nasty you, uncle. yeah, it's you're starting to kind of put things together. Uh, and then it cuts to what what you presume is a few days later. Uh, you never really know, but uh, it is uh, them in lessons with uh, the other. Yep, they're in lessons with some of the other celloists, and you can obviously tell that this Asian girl is better than the other students that are only there during the the actual day, and that's why she is 
the winner of the scholarship because she's so good. And you also are introduced to uh, Jeffrey and George, I believe, some of the other instructors there. Who were at the thing in Yeah, who were also at the audition in uh, Saigon. Shanghai. Shanghai. So then the his little... He has like a, like a PA system in his house, and he it, has a gate. He's you know, luxurious. Yeah, it's a very rich building. Um, and you just start hearing this buzzer go off, and he walks up to the buzzer, yeah. buzzes it, and like, who is it? And he's no in a robe, so it's obviously like three something in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's a random time of night, and you know it keeps buzzing again. So he's like, "Let me walk outside, see who this is, because they're not responding." And as he walks outside, he sees Elizabeth. Um, standing outside the gate, because obviously she can't get in without him buzzing her in. And, you know, she's over here like, hello. Yeah, so it, it's it's cold, it's snowing, it's Boston. But so, like, it's snowing, and he doesn't really see who it is at first, but then you see that it's Lizzie, and she looks rough, but not as rough as she was when she was on the drugs. And you see that she obviously had her arm amputated, and he is like, where, where have you been? We've been looking for you. We thought you were dead. Yeah, so then uh, it cuts to them in like this nice study where Lizzie is telling Anton and Paloma exactly what happened, how like um, Charlotte like slept with her and gave her drugs. and She couldn't get a hold of her, and she was already out of the country. Yeah, the and she, she woke up like a week later in like a hospital and... Like, the cops and... They're like, we don't know what to do for you. You, yeah. t- you took the drugs. Yeah, the, yeah, the <laughs> cops in China were like, you're the one that took the drugs. You got to get out of here. You chopped your own hand yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. So, then uh, Anton says, like, why would Charlotte do that? Like, it doesn't make sense. And then Lizzie goes, like, well, it does. Like, she... She's obviously jealous. Yeah, like, I was her replacement. Like, she didn't have all the famous success that I did. And she wanted me out of the picture. Yeah. And so they kind of end the conversation. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it's like the next day she's waking up, like unwrapping her, her nub. And, and like he, looking at it and she's at flashbacks and chopping it off. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of dealing with the trauma. It's still very fresh at this point. Gross looking. But then, you know, she goes down back to the to where the young cellists are playing, and she, like, sits there and, like, watches them. You know, he puts that hand on that one girl that won the scholarship again. Yeah, it's starting to get really creepy, but she doesn't really seem to be bothered by it at this right. point. And then she, she kind of starts to walk, and Anton's like, oh, no, hey, wait, I need to talk to you. Can I talk to you? And she's like, yeah, sure. And so <laughs> we then come to a scene where it's just facing um lizzie and lily's lizzie's like i don't understand i don't i don't understand what you're saying yeah what the hell and it turns out like anton, anton and, and paloma are kicking around yeah they're like uh you can't play anymore so you're, you're useless get, to us. yeah get the fuck out of here and lizzie's like but i can be a composer i can be like a uh teacher just like um, but she was like, I can be one of them. And he was like, mm, no, you can't. Sorry, you gotta leave. We only house people that are useful. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, like, so you're just throwing me out the trash. And like, sorry. Kind of. And then yeah. they said that, oh, no, we found you a place to go. Yeah, yeah, we'll pay for everything. Just don't come just back don't, here. Just don't live here. We don't, we don't want you here. Oh, so then he kind of, 
um, Anton kind of goes into like, well, you don't have what it takes now. Like you had a gift and now you don't have a gift and you know, you don't have what we want. So now you got to go. Yeah. He's very like, sorry, but <laughs> Bye. yeah. Yeah. So then it cuts to just this suburban house and then underneath Minneapolis. It, yeah, it says Minneapolis, and you see Charlotte's through the window just doing dishes, just cutting up tomatoes, just being chill as hell, acting like she didn't just drug Straight the fuck up. Yeah, just really being, like, yep. Yeah, good. just chill, just making some, just making spaghetti, acting like everything's normal. She starts to hear noise, like out of a trash can. She goes, checks it out, and then, you know, she's like, looking everywhere yeah she's looking through rooms and then she just kind of does that this is the only like kind of part where i was like oh that jump scare yeah the only yeah it's kind of a jump scare and also like the only like predictable for like yeah Yeah. something's about to happen yeah you kind of already know but yeah so then lizzie pops turns off the light and lizzie's there yeah yeah turns the light lizzie's there and she tases her (laughs) and, and then she starts like kicking the shit out of her and then it Cuts to her putting her boot on her face, and then it just goes black again. But then it cuts to Anton, and he's driving home with Paloma, you know, listen to his little jams, the jammy jams. Yeah, um, it's like classical music, and he's composing in the air. And so, you know, he pulls up to his little gate there, and he sees Lizzie with her car, and she's just standing outside. He's like... Paloma, you stay right here because she's crazy, okay? Yeah, and so she looks rough at this point. Like, rough. like her hair <laughs> is not as nice as it was before. Her makeup is everywhere. Yeah, she looks she looks crazy. So Anton walks up to her very cautiously like, what the fuck is going on? And they also just kicked her out, so why the fuck are you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> says, like, we told you not to come here anymore. What are you doing? And then... She's like, I got what you want. You said I don't have what you want, and now I got it. Yeah, and he says, what is that? And then she says, I got the bitch, which is fucking <laughs> fantastic. All right, so then after she says, I got the bitch. She pops that trunk. She pops the trunk, and there's that classic shot of. Them bending over. Yeah, them bending the over to look in the trunk. Uh, and then it cuts to that kind of foyer uh, room where they were talking to her before telling her they were going to kick her out. <laughs> they were like, bye. Uh, but then Charlotte wakes up looking rough. R- looking <laughs> like she got the shit beat out of her. Wakes up on the couch is like, whoa, where the fuck am I and where is she? And then Anton's like, she's fine. She, she's safe. She's sitting with Paloma. And Charlotte tries to play it off like, oh, can you believe she kidnapped me? That's crazy. She must be Having mind. yeah, having bad uh, like PTSD things when she cut off her own arm, and then Tom's like, "You told her to cut off her arm. What the fuck?" And he's like, "She got problems, but you got problems too, bitch." Yeah, so is she, probably, is she over here like, uh, from you? Yeah, from you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She drops the act. She calls his ass out. Yeah, she drops the act. She's remembering all of these flashbacks of the perfection room. Yeah, the I think they call it the the chapel or whatever. Or no, it was a chapel at one point. Now it's like a, it's a very intimate like concert hall, and she drops the act and it gets very serious. And he's like, "What's what's going on? Why do you why are you doing this?" And she's like, "You caused all this." And she's like, "I was trying to save her." And he's like, "From what?" And she's like, "From you." And yeah. he's like, "Why?" Yeah, and then it cuts to a scene. 
from when she is clearly a teenager, or yeah, I think even younger. She says she's like 12 or something. Yeah. And if anybody has any sexual traumas, you might want to skip this part. But so she's playing in this. Uh, you might want to skip the rest of this. Yeah, yeah, the rest of this part gets pretty rapey. But she's playing in um, the uh, the like intimate concert hall, the perfection room, and she's playing, and uh, everybody's there. The three instructors and Anton are there, and she briefly messes up a note. Like you couldn't even notice. Just a slight. It's like she didn't press down on the fingerboard. Uh, Firm enough so you get a harmonic that rung out. That's the only, only mistake she made. And then he goes on a on a spiel like, "Well, you're clearly not ready to be in this room yet. Like you failed, you failed, you failed, you failed, and you know what happens if you fail in this room. You fail me, you fail the academy, you fail this, you fail that. Yeah, and he's like trying to gaslight her, and at one point he says like, "You failed yourself." So she, all of my hard work. Yeah, she starts. What? <laughs> she starts crying and says, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, she's I'm sorry." She's looking at the door. Um, there's like a light underneath this door that's like across from her, but it's like it's real far away. Yeah, she clearly wants to get the fuck out of this and room. She keeps having even more flashbacks to her running. Yeah, Is yes, yeah. This? There are more flashbacks of her. Running away. Just running as like a little kid. It's even younger than she is at this point. It's a different actress. It's like more of somebody that's around like five, six, seven year old. Let's say like ten. Yeah. Uh, of her running in like a like a green grassy area. Uh, but then Anton says, you know what happens if you fail? You have to pay the price. And, and then it gets real weird and kind of gross right. from here. It's out of focus, but you see Anton walk he in. He pops back up with no clothes on. Yeah, he walks in the frame naked and walks. I mean, he's blurred, but. Uh. Yeah, it's blurred, but he walks right up to her on the stage where she's playing and says, you have to pay the price. And, and it goes back to. Yeah, and then it cuts back to them talking on the couch. So she she goes and says, you know, I'm trying to save her. And his his face, it goes from, like, not understanding to what any of she's talking about. And he just kind of, like, gets this, like, grimace look of, like, hmm. And, like, changes his whole, what is that? Yeah, he changes his vibe real quick. The whole he, thing. At first, he was like, whoa, what is going on? I don't know what's going run. on. And then she he tells her about, you know, the, the rape and stuff. And he, he just drops the act was like, hmm. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you must be crazy. <laughs> but you're going down now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then she tries to run, and he grabs her at some point. So she's she's tied up by her arms, but not her feet, so she can still run. And uh, they get into a little bit of a fight, and she gets kind of pushed down the steps into... And he drags her. Yeah, pushed down the steps and then drags her into that, that concert room. And you see... Um, Liz- she's still trying to run. <laughs> yeah, she's still trying to run, but Lizzie's in there, and she knocks down Anton and tries to run away, but then Lizzie kind of intercepts her, and she headbutts Lizzie. While she's making drinks. Yeah, yeah. Lizzie's making drinks at the bar for Jeffrey, the other instructor, and Pluma, who are also in this room. And she headbutts Lizzie, 
knocks her down, and then she tries to run up to the steps to get out, but Anton grabs her by the ankles, pulls her back, and then punches her in the face. And then the screen flashes red, and then it cuts to Charlotte waking up. In a very fancy red dress. Yeah, she's very, in the fancy she red dress. together, girl. She, her, her hair is nice. Her face is not all beat up again like it was before. And sh- it shows that she's in that room, that, uh, that perfection room. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes down to her feet, and she's wearing these nice black heels, you know, with these gold chains attached to her ankles. Yeah, and she's tied up. To the chair, like the art, the wrists are like attached to the chair. Yeah, and th- and then everybody is sitting in the audience, like Joffrey, Theus, yeah, and Paloma walks in, and Lizzie's already sitting there. Yeah, and everybody's all very nicely dressed, tuxedos, and even the uh, the Asian girl that won the scholarship is there, and um, Charlotte looks to Paloma and says. You can stop all of this. What are you doing? This isn't right. And Plummer's like, it's expected of us. Yeah, which is that phrase. Yeah, that phrase that they say. "Mm -mm." And Anton then starts to speak. He was like, you must play for us again. This is always where you've always played. And he chooses one of the solo. It's probably one of the harder ones, I would assume, that he's choosing for her to play. And um, so she's like, no, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I'm still still an amateur. Yeah, she's like, I'm still an amateur. <laughs> and she says it's not fair and all this stuff. And then... I can't I can't do it in this room. Not in this room. Yeah. Uh, obviously referring to she doesn't want to be raped again. Into the... In the perfection room. Yeah. She has to play it perfectly. Yeah. And then she looks at the um, the Asian girl that won the scholarship... Who's obviously not triggered by any of this, so I don't, nothing like abusive has, has happened to her yet. She seems really calm and is like kind of excited to see this hero of her play. And then she starts playing. Yeah, she starts playing, and it, it sounded fine. The only mistake she made Until is it was whenever he put, Anton. Anton was standing behind that little girl, and he put his arm on her shoulder, and Charlotte just she just stopped. stops the song. And so obviously she messed up because she didn't continue. So when she she stops playing and he says, oh, well, somebody's got to pay the price now. And she and he's obviously holding on to the the, uh, uh, the Asian student and um, obviously inferring that this girl is going to get raped. And she says, no, do it to me, not her. Anton is like, OK, I guess. And he sent the little girl back to her yeah, room yeah, to go he, to bed. Yeah, he sent the little girl back to her room to go to bed, and Ploma takes her upstairs to go to the, little, to the room. And you he he tells the other guys, very disturbingly, uh, he's also going upstairs. He's got a drink in his hand, and he's undoing his buttons and stuff. Let me know when she bites. Yeah, let me know when she stops biting. Stops biting. <laughs> which is fucking just disgusting. So then Jeffrey and Theus walk up to the stage and pull a lever, and then you hear, like... It, it literally knocks her back. Yeah, it knocks Charlotte her back. Charlotte is, like, leaning her, at, like, a 90-degree angle. Her, her arms get, like, pulled up because it's, like, some mechanical things are so pulling weird. on the chains. It spreads her legs. It, um... And then Theus and Joffrey start 
walking up to the stage. They're smiling. And, they're drinking the rest of their drinks. Yeah, and they're putting just... Putting them down on the stage. They're, like, licking they're, their... They're ready Licking their lips, getting real disgusting. Nastiness. But then out of nowhere, Lizzie says, let me go first. She thinks that she deserves to go first. Yeah, she's like, I deserve this. And she goes up to Charlotte and says, I would have used my fingers, but I can't do that anymore. So she's starting to unwrap the bandage off her nub, and she says, this won't hurt as much as cutting off your own hand did, but I'll try and make it hurt. And she starts rubbing her nub on her leg to insinuate she's going to rape her with her nub. So as she is starting to rub her nub on her leg and slowly go up her leg. Joffrey Joffrey and Theus start coughing and seizing. (laughs) And then they just collapse and you assume they die right there on the stage. And then the two girls look at each other. Smirk. They start smiling and then they kiss very passionately and romantically. And then it does that cool editing reverse thing. (laughs) And you find out that they... uh, had planned to take them down all along. And then it goes back to the part where... <clears throat> where Lizzie was kicking her ass. Yeah, yeah, Lizzie was beating you know, her she, ass. She kicked her a few times and then, you know, put that foot on her mouth. Back in her house in... Um, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. And then she says, like, I should kill you, but you were right. And on then, the side of the road. Yeah. About what you said on the side of the road. Yeah, and then it cuts back to in China right after she cut off her arm. And Charlotte's all calm. She's like, I had to. I had to. Yeah, she's it's, very calm. Like. <laughs> but it's not in like a crazy way. Like she's actually like she, sincere. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I am really sorry about this, but here's why I had to but do like it. But like you said, you would never leave the academy. And this is, this is, was the only way. For him to not accept you back. Yeah, and she's like, you, you would not go willingly. This is the only way. I guarantee you, when you get back there, he's going to kick you out. And when you need him most, he will not be there for you. But I will be there for you. And she's like, I will always be there for you. Just got to find me. And then it cuts back to them in the in, um, Charlotte's house. And she's like, you were right. I wanted to be wrong. I'm so right. And and then she bends down so that they're still some, she's still on the ground because she got the, she got the fuck beat out of her, <laughs> but they're somewhat on the same level. And she says, we can take them down together. And then they both get a smile on their face. And then it's, uh, does that black screen? Yeah. It's a black screen. It has like a chapter number, which at this point it's four. And it says the duet. Dun, dun, dun. Then it cuts to Anton sitting on the couch upstairs, uh, drinking his drink, undoing his tie, getting ready for... Whatever. Yeah. And behind him comes um, Paloma, and she says, Anton. That's all she says. She says it very lightly. She doesn't say it loud or anything. And he's like, did you put the kid to sleep? And... She doesn't respond. Yeah, she's very, like, out of it. And so he's like, uh, uh, and he turns around, and he sees her, and he's like, Paloma? And Paloma pees on herself while Lizzie takes a step into the room. And... All of a sudden, 
uh, the music changes through the PA because... Oh, it turns yeah. on to a pop song. Yeah, because Anton had put on a uh, some classical music. And then right as the two girls walk in, as Plum is peeing... Boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. You, you hear like a, like a record scratch, and you hear uh, like a... Dr- it's called It's On. Yeah, yeah. The song is called It's On. It's a drum and bass kind of 90s uh, New Jack Swing kind of thing. It's a fun song. And then he has this very confused look on his face, like, what the fuck's going on? And Lizzie just pushes Paloma over, and you see a knife sticking out of Paloma's back. And Charlotte is like, yeah, you know, she, she's so drugged up, she didn't even feel a stabber. Yeah, she says now, and then Lizzie pulls Lizzie out. Lizzie go crazy, bro. She goes crazy. She, she got this cleaver. <laughs> she pulls out a similar cleaver to what cut off her arm. And then she goes to attack Anton, and then it switches to this cool camera angle. It's a chest-mounted camera focused on Charlotte. And she starts getting blood splattered on yeah. her face. And, and, and you, you don't ever see it, but you hear Anton and Lizzie fighting. And you see Anton's hands yeah. on, on Charlotte's neck. Yeah, so there's definitely a struggle going on. Anyway, at some moment, or at some point... She, Liz- Charlotte gets out her knife that she has and starts stabbing him. Yeah, and then you never see it, but you hear Lizzie get knocked down, and you see his arms wrap around Charlotte's neck. And he ends up pushing her over, pushing her over and knocking her out. Yeah, and as her head hits the ground, it does a few different flashbacks. One is of her running as a kid in this kind of green space. And then the other is of her getting raped in the uh, the perfection room. And then she comes to, as Lizzie says, watch out. And Get the knife. Yeah, and then the camera changes to like a... The regular view. And she puts her arm in front of her head to block... Oh, it's so disgusting. To, to block a knife that Anton now has. And the knife goes right in between the two bones in your forearm. Nastiness. Like right in between them. And he also slides it. So it slices literally from the wrist to the elbow. That whole muscle. Yeah, right in between those two bones in your forearm. And so obviously she's out for the count at this point. <laughs> she's out for the count. <laughs> she's fucking... But it's okay because Lizzie come back with that cleaver on his neck. Yeah, right on the neck. And then... She picks up a, like a fireplace poker and says, this is for what you did to me, and hits him. And then she says, this is what for what you did to Charlotte, hits him again. And then she said, this is for all those other girls you did this to, and hits him. And then it cuts black, and you hear like a, like a splattering sound. The last one was, Yours. trusted your sick, sorry, sick ass. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sick ass. Sick, sorry ass. And then it cuts to that perfection room again. It looks a little different. A little. It looks brighter. It looks, yeah, it looks yeah. like it's uh, not so crazy looking. Yeah, yeah. Diff- different it has fr- a different vibe. Different furniture. But it's from the back, and you see this guy's head. You can tell it's Anton. Um, but there is, like, a medical device right next to him. And then from these, with the wings, you see Lizzie and Charlotte walk up to the stage, and they turn, and you now see that Charlotte is also an amputee. 
but they're on opposite hands, so then they start to play cello together. And Charlotte's wearing a black pantsuit, and Lizzie's wearing a white pantsuit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, Charlotte is the one holding the bow, and Lizzie is the one on the fingerboard. So they're playing cello together, and then it cuts. <laughs> and then it cuts to <laughs> Anton sitting in the chair with his eyes sewed shut. His mouth sewed shut, and all four of his limbs amputated, and not like nicely amputated, like like the other two girls. Like the other two girls clearly had like medical attention. He did not. These limbs look like infected and rough. Yellow. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. And he's kind of like twitching, and they're they're playing for him, and then it just says the perfection, and then the movie's over. So they. They kept him alive and they cut his limbs off just so that they could play for him. And then you assume, like, they took over the school. I would assume. Yeah, they they never say that, but... Yeah, that's the movie. Pretty dope. Yeah. (laughs) I liked it. It was really good. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 71. I Rotten Tomatoes is always kind of snobby with their ratings. They're a little full themselves. I'd give it a like a B. It was really good. It was really good. Like I said, you you never really know. I mean, what just the, because you were confused with what was the movie going to be actually about, it was still exciting in yeah. its own little way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah, you never really know up until that one point when she pulls out the cleaver like what the movie is actually about and even then you still don't really... yeah you still don't get the whole thing yeah. yeah yeah i was never bored i was never sleepy yeah it was it was really good i liked it i yeah i give it a b yeah i like it allison williams is really good uh she's done a lot of horror movies lately she was on girls that was her first big role i mean but yeah so since she got off girls uh she's done a lot of horror movies she was in get out she was in megan yeah, so she definitely got a got her her vibe down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other girl, Logan Browning, was very good. Uh, she she hasn't done much. Like the only big thing she was in, in she was in the Bratz movie in two thousand seven when she was like a teen teenager. All right, so that was the perfection. Let us know what you think. Watch yeah. the movie. Yeah, watch the movie. Uh, or don't just listen yeah. to us. Listen to us talk about it. Uh, like, subscribe if you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, save us, follow us. Uh, if you're on Apple, uh, do what you do on Apple. I don't use Apple. <laughs> I don't fucking know. So, but do what you do on that. If you're illegally downloading this, that's rude. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Don't join a culty conservatory music. <laughs>